Bar, it seems a man of many skills. A rare combination. What's up? Welcome to episode three of Local Greats. Thanks for being here. I have the lovely and talented Audax with me. Who has no choice but to be here because we're quarantined. I said lovely and talented because she hates when any female is introduced as that. So <laughs> I don't like it. I mean, I, I, I think it's great to be lovely and to be talented, but I think it's just like something people reach for, like lovely and talented. Would you have me on the show if, if we weren't quarantined? Or are you just choosing me because I'm, I'm the only available guest that could put together cohesive sentences because the other two guys are kind of... Which other two guys? Rafi and Hike. Hike's a great guest. I should have him on next time. I want to talk to you about something I noticed the last couple of days. I've been editing the last two episodes. It took me like four days because I'm learning how to edit audio. Oh, you're doing all your own editing? I am. Everything. Wow. You know what I learned about myself after editing those two episodes? What did you learn? I have a speech impediment and nobody told me about it. I don't think you have a speech impediment. It takes me three tries to get a sentence out. You probably won't hear it here or you might. I don't know. Let's see how the post-production goes. So why didn't you guys tell me about it? Like, hey, Rome, work on your speech impediment. And I would have. You don't have like a stutter or something. Every sentence I'm about to start, it's there's a lot of that going on. You'll see in the edits. There's some that I can't even take out. It's Remind terrible. Me, if, if you want to say a sentence without stuttering, you're able to, right? Sometimes. Okay. What do you mean stuttering? I didn't say I'm stuttering. I just said it takes a few tries to get a sentence out. And sometimes... I interrupt myself with another thought. Okay. Not like... Make, make, hide in. Make, make, angle in. Not like the pig at the end of Looney Tunes. No, not that one. Okay, that'd be a stutter. I didn't didn't say I have a stutter. I said it takes me three tries to get a sentence out almost every time. It just hasn't happened yet. Yes, it has. You just haven't noticed? You've already done it this episode? I've already done it like three times. And I was talking to Vartan, my best man, my cobbler, my friend, and Jibo about this, about how editing has made me realize all the unnecessary words, like the ums and the uhs and the likes. Mm-hmm. And they both came back with, you know what helps me? Oh, they had advice for you. They had advice for me, like they're killing it on the podcast circuit. Oh, come on. I edited the first episode. I <laughs> wasn't alone, Jibo. <laughs> I wasn't alone, bro. Did he have a lot of ums to edit We all out? did. We all did. We're not pros. I'm practicing. You're doing great. Thanks. I also think that you're probably editing with the mindset of like looking for things that you could improve on, right? I don't I don't know. What are we doing here? I'm this you is not You have a podcast, it's only the third episode, so for us to talk about it is fine because it's something very new and there's a lot of elements to it. It's not just like we're talking into our phones like you had to buy a lot of a lot of gadgets. Some people have been quoted saying that your studio now looks like an observatory. There's things on tripods with lenses. I see with the technology how a child might think. Am I the child you're referring? to? I think I'm you 30. are the child you're referring to. 33 years old. I think you need to stay close to the mic. When you move far, it kind of like quiets it down a little yeah. for you. Is it kind of like the eco feature in Mercedes when... It just turns off for no reason. Yeah. Can I ask you a few questions before you start asking me questions? Okay. So, yeah. You won't even notice when we transition. (laughs) 
How are you spending quarantine, Rock? What's it like with the kids? Honestly, quarantine's been great for me. I don't want to say it's been great, but I'm I'm really enjoying my time under these circumstances. You want me to tell you how I'm spending my time? How? Okay, you got to like do the time. Don't let the time do you. You know, so It's not prison. It is not that this is like prison, but maybe there's a lot you could learn from a successful prisoner and a farmer because we have this little house and we have chores and we have to have a daily routine and we have to make the days and the hours and the times go by not just productively and efficiently but also in a fun way if we can if we can add some fun and exploration and stuff to it so my days have been consisting of creating and executing routines for the day it's been like i try to create like a little routine right when i wake up i have either no time because both the kids are in our bed or i'll have like a few minutes to myself and i know it's like a crappy situation but i'm just trying to make the most out of it and i'm trying to use this time to design the life that i would want to live so that when i start working again i just incorporate work back into a fa- like into a lifestyle that's already got a routine and a flow i'm trying to apply like a farmer's perspective where we got to wake up do certain chores when the sun rises and certain chores by the time the sun sets and put the kids to sleep and feed them three times a day prepare those meals clean those meals maybe think ahead to the other ones so my days are spent i i'm kind of jealous of people who got bored cuz it's just been really really busy i've also trying to hold myself accountable and accomplish or do the things that would otherwise require a lot of sacrifice that i'm mandatorily like you know we have to sacrifice these things anyway like it would mean no friends or family or work or whatever like all you have to focus on is your home and your children and your routine <clears throat> and like it sounds awful but um too good to be true at the same time and like that's where i'm at and i'm just trying to make the most out of it like i know that even if it's hard for us challenging for us it's really really not just beneficial but almost like euphoric for rafi to like just see us 24 hours a day this is something he needed so badly and like we even if we wanted to we we couldn't like shape our lives in a way where he could get that so i just want to see the blessings where there are some our kids are really excited to see us all the time um i've my next goal was to kind of be a better homemaker so these are routines and stuff that i wanted to get down anyway and life kind of forced us into it and as kobe bryant says you know every every like thing of adversity is an opportunity to rise so like i just want to make the most out of this opportunity cuz i also think that will make the time go by better it's a tough time and you can like either mope about it or like be, it's kind of like okay it is this way i can't change it i'm not a politician i'm not a doctor i i'm i can't change it all i can do is make the most of it those are great answers from the second you're up yeah the kids are up at 6:30 just good cuz a month ago rafi was up at 4:30 or 5:00 a.m. And besides the kids, 15 to 20 of your clients got in touch with you after you How did that happen? Can you You and I have a mutual client. Okay. 
um, she had told me that another hairstylist that she had seen on Instagram was offering her clients root touch-up kits. I don't know what that is. Can you explain what that is? Yeah, when people have to color their hair because they started getting grays, when their hair grows out, the grays start to show. So they have to cover it so it matches the rest of their color. Or if someone's just lightening their hair color from their natural, when the roots come out, that line of demarcation shows. It bothers people. Also, what I didn't realize is a lot of our clients are in the healthcare industry or in the food industry. Like a lot of them still have to go to work. And how often do they need to come in for that? About every six to eight weeks. So a lot of people had just gotten it done. They're kind of fine. They're writing it out. And some people who didn't, they needed touch-ups. So she gave me the idea. And first I wanted to see if I had the resources for it. So I contacted our supplier because I knew I couldn't go back and forth to stores. I didn't want to leave the house at all to go to salon or anything. Cause so I, I contacted our supplier rep and asked if um, they could supply us with color and with a few other things she could. Um, whatever she could supply us with, she did. Whatever she couldn't, I ordered a few other places. Anyway, I guess I took this whole thing kind of seriously and I try to prepare it. I just try to start with one, like what will she need to do this at home? For everything from instructions to supplies and stuff. We printed out instructions, you included it in the packaging and we had some curbside pickup. Have you talked to anybody that's used it yet? I think like four people have picked it up and nobody's nobody said anything yet except, oh my God, you're a lifesaver. Thank you so much. Usually when it goes bad is when they tell me. And then a few people commented on how thorough the instructions were. You know, like, I feel like I, I just went to beauty school and I was just thinking like, how could I do it so they can't mess it up? You know, I try to give them good instructions if, if I could. But I realized this is just the first round. And you know what's crazy is that this is something I've been wanting to do for like a long time. I have clients that live far away. I have clients that just don't like coming to the salon all the time. You know, their roots come out every three to four weeks, not every six to eight weeks. So um, this one assistant who I used to have, she used to work for like a really big, big deal hairstylist. And she would tell me when he would do their color, it, it included not just like roots, but he would also do highlights and lowlights, adding dimension to the rest of their hair. So the next time it came out, all they had to do was, was the root part and he would make them like to go things and they would have to combine it. We didn't know like the how to's. She just told me that it was possible and that he did it. It's been something that's been like in my mind since then. Besides your mind, it's on the whiteboard. Yeah. I mean, we product. Have, yeah, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's not just like since the quarantine that I've been wanting to do this. I've been wanting to do this because I love businesses that are just very convenient that if they're thinking about the customer's experience, you know? And that's what I'm trying to think about. Like, I'll take care of like the whole color and the, consul the consultation and stuff, but some people just need a quick fix. And the refusal of hair salons to provide that is sometimes what pushes them to go to CVS and Walgreens and stuff and just get boxed color. And then we have to fix that, you know? So I'm kind of at this weird point where I don't know if I want to offer it to other people. I'm just offering it to my clients and I'm using my formulas that I've already used on them because if they come back with like a lot of regrowth, that makes our job harder too. And a lot of them were telling me that like they're very tempted to just order whatever hair dye is available from Amazon, you know? So it's sometimes that stuff's expired. Sometimes they don't know what to mix it with. Um, a lot of the kits that come ready made, it's made to be able to dye all the hair in the world. 
So some of our clients need weaker activators and some of them need stronger activators and some of them need mixed, uh, you know, like a few colors mixed and you can't get that kind of customization. Cause I've been trying to think like all this time, like, okay, what's wrong with them just doing it themselves at home? With your instructions, with yeah. your care, if you give them the right amounts and you tell them how to do it and it's their formula, they'll be able to do it, right? Hopefully, but I mean, you know, People find ways to mess things up. I'm talking about just your clients. That makes sense for you and your clients, I think. You don't want to take on the responsibility of somebody else's. You don't know their formula, do you? If my client moves somewhere else and their new stylist asks me for their formula, I have no problem giving it. What if it. they don't move? I ha Even if they tell me I don't like you anymore, like, that's awesome. Let me help you find someone better than me. I have no problem with that. I'm not sure. I don't own anybody. Not stylists, not clients. That's a great mentality. I like when... I don't get a reply to my emails from potential clients. Why? We're not the right fit and that's okay. Can you do um, Joe Exotic impressions? I don't even sound like him. I just sound like an upset Southern father. It's <laughs> it made me I laugh. gotta go back out here. <laughs> I don't wanna blow up the mics. It's just when Rafi was... <laughs> when Rafi was outside. Rafi was outside and he was refusing to come in. Dipping his feet in the bucket. And I was trying to mop soap. and he was like dipping his feet into the mop bucket and it was making a bigger mess. And then you're like, <laughs> I don't even want <laughs> I don't even want these kids no more. <laughs> I just laughed so much. It, is it true that people are saying like Joe Exotic brought the country together? We gave in and watched that dumpster fire. <laughs> dumpster fire. Yeah, we struggled through it. You slept through at least four episodes. It took us four tries to watch that garbage. I don't like bad people things, you know? I don't either, but everybody was talking about it. The only bad people thing that I really, really enjoy watching is um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Where it's like, how bad can they be this time? But it's a satire. So, But even that, sometimes I have a hard time with it. Like, don't, don't do that to him again. I couldn't find a decent person on that show. Everybody on there sucks. You tried. I tried. It. I was like, I think this guy might do it. I was wrong. That guy wasn't good either. You know, this made me realize that there is another America out there. Have you heard of Faces of Death? No. I was, I was hoping you were going to say like Faces by Rob. And I was like, yeah, I have his palette. I was trying to compare Tiger King to something I've seen in the past. All I could think of was Faces of Death. You don't know what that is. No. I'll tell you what it is. My neighbor Theo and I walked to Video 2000 on Sonora next to Mr. K's Pizza and Ani Grocery. Oh, yeah. We got this video of the most horrific murders and deaths in the world. I was 12 or maybe 13. So we went home. We watched it for two minutes and we turned it off and we walked back to the store and gave it back and rented the Summer Olympics video game. <laughs> Was it that bad? Yeah. Have you seen American History X? There's a scene where Edward Norton's character places somebody on the curb and kicks their... Oh, he says, bite the curb. I don't remember what he says. And then he stomps on their head. It's terrible. It's very, very graphic. Faces of Death was that and more. It was Within the first two minutes, though? Yeah, we couldn't do it. So that's what brings me back to Tiger King. That's what I compared it to. What I compared it to was Vanderpump Rules. Okay, so there's Lisa Vanderpump, who's very obsessed with animals. Okay, 
very obsessed. She's got like some exotic ones. She's got some puppies and she's got a lot of money. And then with the rest of the savages, they're like really shocked at the lack of morale of like their peers. And they're all doing the same thing. It reminded me of that kind of. The teeth, you know, God, the meth. Ugh, disgusting. I'm just glad it's over. I hope I don't have to talk about it ever again. But I have a feeling me and Jibo are going to talk about it later on. Did you just? Yeah. You raised your hand. I was hoping you wouldn't tell them. In, um, in the Marie Kondo book, she says, like, before you throw something away, just thank it for what it gave you. Even if it was for a moment, even if it was like an itchy sweater and like you hated it, just thank it for the fact that it maybe gave you warmth and like covering for like a day or whatever. So... You know, Are you gonna thank Tiger King for something? Yeah, it's just you know, thank you for keeping us entertained while we were all like locked in our homes. You are a ray of sunshine. And maybe that's gonna be the validation that these people need, and then their their cup will be fullest, and then they won't try to seek that from like tigers, you know, like. Are you? What are you talking about? Are you talking about what your gratitude for them right now is gonna lead to them becoming better people? Not mine, like the whole world. Like Everybody should be grateful. All they wanted was to be famous, right? Yeah, strange people. I'm glad it's over. This is fun. We watched Sonic, the Hedgehog movie. Man, we had high expectations. We had because of Jim Carrey being in it. Yeah. And the, the fact that they... The trailer is really good. And they remade it. They made a big deal about how they remade it because initially it was scary. Yeah. Oh, this wasn't scary? Um, what happened the first scene? Rafi ran away crying <laughs> and screaming, terrified. He terrified. went to the kitchen. He went to the kitchen and we tried to bring him back and he looked he up peek. at the screen and he screamed. And He didn't scream. He just ran away. He just said, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. And oh, no. he ran away. No screaming. Yeah, he was more like, I'm out. I'm out on this. But he was terrified. It wasn't good. I think Jim Carrey was a crutch. They at least they try to use him as a crutch, but I don't think he performed. No, he did. He he just he couldn't like carry the whole thing. There's a lot of really funny lines. I'm just gonna leave it at this. Tom was not entirely to blame. He could have gotten Sonic a smartphone, marked San Francisco on the map, and Sonic would have gotten there faster than his truck. End of movie. <laughs> Terrible. Rafi's been making better movie decisions than Hike. That's not true, is Trolls? it? Trolls? Trolls is a great one, yeah. Solid burn branch. That's a line from Trolls, a movie oh. that I've been into. Really into. I, I could just name like a few scenes. It's so good. It's Do so it. good. Okay. Like one of the songs that are like the most motivating songs ever, which goes, hey, I'm not giving up today. Nothing's getting in my way. And if you knock, knock me over, I will get back up again. And it's so motivating. Like that hap that's a, that's a song. Those are that's a message that we all need every single day. Like it's gonna be tough. You get down, but it's okay, you're gonna get back up. And then it's played okay, her character is played by Anna Kendrick, and then Who's the her? Poppy. She's the happiest troll in the world. She's the most optimistic. Just a happy, happy. It's hug time. It's hug time. 
Okay, and then he's not he's not that up you know, he's just not that happy or whatever. Who's he? He's Branch and he's played by Justin Timberlake. And she needs his help to like save the trolls. And he's like, Well, have you tried scrapbooking them back to free back to freedom? And she's like, Solid burn branch. Anyway, and then and then the other part of the song is like she has to, you know, do all this and save her peoples from the evil Bergens that are attacking them or whatever. And she's like, I mean, how hard can it be? And then he's like, do you always have to be happy? You always have to be optimistic. So the evil Birches are the... The Bergens. Evil Birches. Evil Bergens? Yeah, the Bergens eat trolls to be happy. because Once a year on Trollstice. On Trollstice, because that's your that's their only exposure to happiness. Like they don't they don't know that happiness exists. And so Poppy's tells Poppy tells them, No, no, no. Happiness exists inside of you. Happiness exists in all of us. You know, sometimes you just need someone to show it to you. Yeah, it's about unhappy people that rely on happy people to make them happy. What she says is that this is about happiness. How far some will go to get it and how far some will go to get it back. Mm. Mm. I saw that wrong. It's okay. Whatever. You could you it's could probably fine. just insert the audio. I'm gonna just leave it. Oh man, it's such good music. So that's one I've really been enjoying. We're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Monday night, April 6th. Welcome back to the show. You would think we would have a plan for the second half, right? But we don't. No, we don't. Jibo sent me a list of questions for you. A lot of bullet points. All right, shoot. I'm not going to. You just he's, wanted me to know he sent it? He's really good at these things. It's a good thing he's your co-host. I like how one of the topics is the amazing burgers you guys make as a team. We do make amazing burgers together as a team. My influence is mostly from In-N-Out, where I worked. Lines out the door, Rock. It's not a funny joke, and you've been doing it for a very long time. The only thing that might be funny about it all is your commitment to it, because it's been a decade that you've been pretending that you used to work at In-N-Out with me. Remember John? At You're just saying store any 715. random <laughs> Store 715. I used to work at store 174. Me too. And then one... You weren't there when I worked there. 110. Store 173. Your burger influence is from Bill's Burgers. Yeah. And we kind of combine it. We have this whole little system. And my system that I learned from there, which is throw the meat on, salt it, and then flip it when it starts sweating, and then put cheese on, put the bread on, and then have it counted. And then I'll have the bottoms ready for you. So you scoop them up and you put them right there. Bagel. Yeah, we make solid burgers. I love cheeseburgers. <laughs> Are you listening to any podcasts? Organized 365 is one of my favorite podcasts. Which What's that about? 
Um, it's this lady from Indiana, I think. Midwest somewhere. Um, and she teaches you how to organize your life and your paper. And it's very like practical and to the point and like it's incredible like so so many good points for example like you should have just three things that you need to do like the next three things like like when okay like right now i'm gonna go put away those dishes throw a load in the laundry and after that i'm just gonna drink some water like just like three just two things in segments just knock it out yeah or um and and like three personal and three business and like and how to do the work life balance. Now she's talking about how like a lot of the moms from the Midwest and stuff they've they're so good at this um, work life balance with the homeschooling because they do homeschooling and they work from home. So there is like a whole art to this lifestyle that we've all kind of been tossed into. Like there's people that like have it down. So there's all these techniques and stuff that you c- we can learn from like homeschooling moms and um stay at home like moms and like moms that work from home i guess not moms people the podcast is mostly moms we tried putting a schedule together for the kids after we saw one of your friends on instagram post like a homemade one just to organize how our day is gonna be we used it for about a day we followed the schedule for about a day and then things got kind of out of hand they're just really big shifts sometimes what do you mean big shifts like long shifts watching the kids no, or like our schedule might be shifted by two hours sometimes <clears throat> sometimes we might have breakfast at like 7 or 8 a.m and sometimes it might be 9 or 10 a.m yeah i've been editing these podcasts these wedding albums these wedding galleries for the past two weeks i've been drinking coffee at all hours of the day yeah there are no rules that's great <laughs> i've just been trying to like i i didn't realize how much work it takes just to do the bare minimum just to like prepare serve and clean food i haven't been pulling my weight around the house you have you come at nights you help put them to sleep play for a little bit you help me clean you you don't may ever make anything dirty and that helps a lot but yeah we we try to have a schedule and then um and then we we had to adjust it a little bit and now that hike's gonna start doing school through zoom we have to adjust it a lot every day five days a week at 10 a.m our six-year-old is attending class virtually and you have to be there yeah i have to be there with him so So now you're a teacher as well yeah and she's like i'm gonna try to make sure class ends by like 11 15 11 30 so i'm a teacher and a student and the it guy you know like kindergarten's hard the housekeeper that had to get it clean enough like the and like to feed him beforehand and like then we sat there and i still had that pink like headband on so now i'm thinking okay he shouldn't be hungry because he's about to like you know be be doing that for an hour and a half he has to wake up be clean make his bed change his clothes um eat something we have to clean all that up and i want him to do homework for like an hour before that class because that class was so draining today and there was no instruction that I was like, there's no way after this he's going to sit and do homework. But if he did it before and then afterwards he hops on to like a video conference and they talk about like it's more of a review. Um, I, I think that he'll do it and I think it'll be easier for him. But that just means 
I got to start my day at like six or seven to have that ready. I don't know. We just kind of like have to work around the big things of the day. Eating three times a day, cleaning up, giving them baths, giving them baths. That's mm -hmm. a hard word to say. Yeah. And then there's some goals that we have that are not with time, which You're is like. You're not going to acknowledge that that's a hard word to say. Baths? Baths. I can't say it in one. I can't say it in one try. Okay. Here's my thing about that. F is the combination of P and H, right? Makes F sound. T and H makes the sound so if we could say baths we could say baths no bath baths baths or is th too close to s i can't do it okay what well, i mean too armenian for that the reason that like earlier i was like saying that we could learn from the farmer mentality is like you know they go off of sunrise sundown they have the chores they make sure they're well fed to have enough energy to do these things and then they try to make sure they find a little time to have some fun or something playful or fulfilling or whatever. So I've been trying to adapt that. And then as far as prisoner mentality, just to know that this is temporary, we got to get through the day. It's helped. And then learning from homeschooling moms, as far as like how to balance it, how to approach it, how to apply discipline. Like today I was watching hike on the screen along with all the other students. Oh my God, man, everybody's just swirling it's it's all it's all the moms just being like stop just stop moving for a second and like the kids are like one's eating doing random things and it's so hard you know they've they've only been here for six years they're learning they're trying to figure it out yeah and like you know so so then that makes you have some compassion for them but giving them the discipline to make this process frictionless helps them more than to say oh that sucks it's hard you're doing a great job it's so hard. Thank you. It's so hard, but honestly, it feels so good. Like, I go to sleep, and I'm like, I miss them already. You know, I complain about them all day, and I'm like, I miss them. So, I feel You don't so complain about them all day. No? When do you complain about them? I mean, not complain, but you know, like, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's challenging. So, you just posted something on your Instagram. It's a video you were working on the other day. You did a voiceover. That yeah. Was, that was fun. You helped me with it. Yeah, we used this... This very same microphone. This, I can't even say the word sometimes. This is what I mean. I used this, <laughs> what, this what? I used this equipment to help you make the voiceover. It's great. Do you want to do more of those? Yeah, they're very uncomfortable to make. It's so weird to hear yourself speak, right? Yeah, but as a viewer, I have always appreciated them more than music. And I've definitely appreciated them more than the ones that, you know, I tap the little speaker button on the bottom to make sure it's not muted. And it isn't. There just is no sound whatsoever. And uh, I don't know, in, in such a saturated platform, I feel like you owe it to your followers to give them a little audio, a little visual, and just something helpful. You always show me these people with their voiceovers, uh, but they're actually teaching you something. Yeah. And I always tell you, why don't you just make the same thing? Oh, because I think that they're experts and I think that, you know, I'm not. You're an expert, yeah. I, w I think you qualify. In that Tim Ferriss book, he says, um, you have to be an expert, not compared to other experts in your field, but like to the people who don't know. Yeah. He's fine. Yeah, it's definitely hard. The voice thing, man, editing the first two episodes... I heard my voice so much 
I think I got desensitized to it. That was quick. But at the same time, I was like, shut up, man. You're a little bit mean. There's a lot of ums. Getting over your voice, that's kind of the main thing behind this. If you can get over that, and if you have something to say. Yeah, especially if that's your style. You know, I there's a lot of people that produce content for like hair, let's be really specific, like for haircut videos, right? And um, theirs is in writing, or it's like, it is with music and it's like so fun to follow and stuff. Uh, I just noticed that the ones that I'm attracted to, the ones I'm drawn to, the the stylists that I admire are speaking through it and they're making it very personal and like they're just almost speaking directly to me. And since I gravitated to it, I guess that kind of helps guide what my style is. In terms of? What I want to put out. That Does that make sense? sense? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> It was just so encouraging though. Like I put it out and there's all there's all these comments. This one girl left a comment saying like, okay, yeah, thanks. I told I saw how you did the back, but you didn't show us what you did to the front. And I responded to her and I was like, I didn't even think anybody was gonna watch it this. So I got a really bad angle of me doing the front. So I just wrote it out. I told her I basically I'm doing the same exact thing in the front and like use that guide, bring it down the Mohawk section, and then when you're done with this haircut, you should be able to hold all your hair up in one high point in a 180 degrees up, whatever. And I'm just thinking like, I have so much footage of like the whole haircut from the past. Maybe a good project would be to put that together and make like one informative video. We have a lot of footage from the past. We have some tutorials also. We're gonna start releasing those. Most of the unreleased footage that we have is from the work I love the most which is extensions and these long layered haircuts. And I think because they've mattered the most, we've pushed them off the longest, you know? The projects themselves, all the videos yeah. that we have and the photos. Yeah. And uh, it, it's just a different form of procrastination, you know? I wanted it to be perfect. And yesterday I posted that video and I was like, immediately pointing out 17 things that were wrong with it. But, but people started liking it and commenting it and sharing it and like saying that like, it was helpful and hairstylists saying that like you know it just answered a few questions or whatever i hope that's encouraging enough to make more to make it better you know I, better. I thought that was bad it was made on a phone i i didn't even have the tripod. fine i barely had a tripod have you been watching the news where 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 do you watch the news like cnn or msn all the reporters are reporting from home and all their video quality is terrible. So it just shows that it's the information that matters. Content. The content. Yeah. So if you get that right and if it's interesting enough, then you can work on the quality. Presentation matters. Like it does delivery. Matter. It definitely does. But if you don't have the capability, you shouldn't you know what? let that stop you. You're right. My favorite podcast ever. The I Procrastinate exactly. podcast That's is the, the most one. poorly produced. He even mentions it. Yeah, he says it. He's and and 20 minutes of every pod, every episode is him explaining why it took so long for him to make another episode. <laughs> and him clarifying that that was not procrastination. Putting things off because you have to and putting things off because you don't feel like it or don't want to deal with it yet two different things he's like you know if it's health issues or you know he lives on a farm he's like if it's weather issues then i'm forced to put it off 
But if it's because of the pursuit of perfectionism or because you're giving in to feel good right now or, you know, a few other right. things. It's funny you bring that up because I tried to do this a few years ago. I don't know if you remember. I'm pretty sure you do remember because I've talked about it several thousand times. I think you have the most unreleased podcasts of anybody I know. That's unreleased a- lots of forms of media. Yeah, I have a lot of things. That one in particular, I thought I was ready for it, but the quality wasn't great. And I feel like I wasted my friend's time. I feel like I wasted his time. I wasted my own time thinking that it was up to par, which it wasn't. The quality wasn't there. The topics weren't there. How are you supposed to know? How do I know now? You tried that one and then you saw what you didn't like about it. You took a lot of notes. Yeah, I took a lot of notes on that and I'd learned from it. You do well with constructive criticism, even when it comes from yourself. It's got this whole coach thing. Yeah. Tough love. <laughs> same, you're, same with same with Hike. That's why you're always scared that I'm going to make him too soft. I don't want him to be soft, That's cool. but I'm not scared. Okay, yeah. Wrong choice of words. Yeah, I do it all the time. I don't know why I hold people. It's not even what you wanted to say. Mm-mm. Can we go back to that, though? That was very interesting. Scooby-Doo? No, go back to what? What we were just talking about. What were we talking about? All the podcasts that I have recorded? Yeah. This place was empty. The sound quality of the mics weren't great. They were like USB mics, and there was a lot of echo. Just the production was terrible. And being in production, production does matter. So I try to do a better job of it this time around. You don't compromise at anything. You don't like to settle. That's good. Quality matters. Yeah, and um, I'm doing it with Jibo this time, so I'm not alone. He's a smart guy. You know, he has great taste in a lot of things, and he's a great listener, and he's a naturally curious guy. I'm observant more than curious, and I don't know if you've noticed, I have a hard time letting people finish their thoughts. (laughs) Which is also something I'm working on because as I've learned, you need to give people time to think. It's nice to have a buffer, yeah. You got to give people a chance to come up with what they have to say. You're giving me the stare down. You're so cute. What? Yeah, (laughs) I am. I am cute. (laughs) Jibo's a really good listener. He never interrupts anyone. And he's always so patient when he gets interrupted a few times. I always do it to him. And then he's like, would you guys stop interrupting me, man? It's just we all want to tell him. We all want him to listen to us. He's such a great listener. He he leans in. He nods. Squints his eyes a little bit. Takes off his hat. Puts it back on. He came by earlier. I gave him one of the USB mics that I had. We're going to use Zoom to see if we can make his end higher quality. If not, we'll just do another phone conversation like we did the first time. So so what is this? What's what's local greats? It's a podcast. And who are the local greats? The guests? Are you guys the local I think guests? Everybody. The I think everybody. It's a subjective term. You know. So so great is sub- is local also subjective? So everybody's local somewhere, right? So you're not keeping this to Glendale or like I, LA or whatever. Where at whatever. It doesn't oh, okay. matter. Like it's just a name. Who cares? You got a better name? No, I love it. If this podcast is successful, like what does that mean? It already is successful. Okay, you're not like, oh my God, like if I could get this guest or if I could make 200 episodes or if I could be on the top something list or whatever. No, I just want to make a good show, not interrupt people while they're talking, just work on myself. So this is it. The goal is to be more consistent, to talk to interesting people in the community, 
So yeah, I have a list of all the people that I want to talk to. I'll talk to some people about certain things. Is it in any order? Uh, no, not really. That's cool. We'll see how it goes. I'm sure it'll grow. It'll get better. We'll have people in studio. Mm -hmm. We'll record it. Like the show that me and you want to record. This Week in Quarantine. That's what it's called. Hopefully... You don't like my acronym name for it. What I acronym name? What's it? How does it go? I know MBA. I know NFL. T-W-I-Q-S. Okay, so what were you saying? Hopefully? No, I said we're going to have people here. We're going to talk to people in person, Jibo and I. And we'll have video. It'll be better quality. And we're going to do the This Week in Quarantine show. Yeah, like that. I'm just collecting footage on it. Of us? Of us during the week, what we're doing. Something for the aunt, uncles, and grandparents like to a, watch. Yeah, okay. Like a scripted um, FaceTime. Like if they were to call us, like, Hi guys, here's what we're doing now. And here's what we did this week in quarantine. There you go. Nailed it. Yeah? Yeah. I think that's it. I'm going to use that for the promo of this one and that one. Cool. I think the coffee's kicking in. <laughs> you want some? Yeah. Sure. I had a few events that were postponed. Not just weddings. I had a gala for the American Eagles Foundation. Mm -hmm. I took photos of their event last year. And they invited me back again this year. It was supposed to be at Palladio in the beginning of May. I'm thinking about contacting some of the directors and, or at least one of them and having a conversation about the work that they do and what the plan is going forward with the gala because I know it supported a lot of people in Armenia. So I just want to get in touch with them and see what's going on with that. On your show? Yeah, why not? Had your um, gigs not gotten canceled and had we not been forced into quarantine... Do you think you would have started this podcast already? Not already, but April was coming up and it yeah. was in the it was in the plan to start in April. We were going to shoot with Jibo uh, here. We're working on a network. So we were going to use that as the main show. Your show was going to be another anchor show. Make up and talk to me. Make up and talk to me. We were supposed to shoot the pilot for that on March 16th. Mm -hmm. I think that's a Monday. But we canceled it. It was a few days after the seminar, maybe a week. Yeah, we were supposed to shoot that one. And then we were supposed to shoot this here. So we had like three or four shows in development at the same time. And we were going to kick this off to talk about those shows. Wow. And which is fine. Like me and Jibo talked about earlier, Jibo and I. Some things are abruptly put on hold and other things you suddenly have so much more time for. Like to like jumpstart. Right. That's cool. We're just trying to take advantage of it, doing everything we can. Yeah. Whatever we can do here. I take a break from editing photos to do work on this. And I take a break from this to work on a video, which I'm learning how to edit videos. It's interesting. Learning a new skill. I think that's so cool that you're learning how to edit. It's so hard. And when editing is good, it just flows. It feels so good. Besides the editing aspect of it, I had to learn how to upload this and where to host this stuff and how to get it on Spotify and Apple. It's already on Spotify, but it's That's not so on cool. Apple. That's so cool. Spotify? Yeah, it's on Spotify. It's pretty cool. I'm very new to Spotify. 
Well, me too. Arthur's been pushing it for a while. He's been telling me to get on Spotify. I'm going to talk to him about music. He's my go-to guy for music. We see him on the iTunes. Every time we open it. You're following his music page. I'm following his music page and his playlists. So is your son. Yeah, my son sees his face all the time. He says, oh, it's Armand's dad. Yeah. He's also in the healthcare industry, and I want to talk to him about that, about seeing a lot of COVID patients. I talked to him today. He said they're getting a lot of orders with the COVID-19 as the... Wow. ICD-9? There you go. ICD-9 codes. A lot of people, uh, he said, are um, being sent home with oxygen. The patients are in the 45 to 55 age group, so it's not even older they're young. patients. They're not, yeah, they're young. Pre-existing conditions? He said mainly, yeah, asthma and other lung-related, and and diabetics also. I heard diabetics are, are the most affected by it? Susceptible? Susceptible to it? I I don't know. I haven't been reading up, so I have to talk to him about it. And anybody else? That knows about this stuff. I get most of my news about it from Instagram. Great source. What's that button do? The one I just muted. You muted me? I muted me to drink a glass of water. Oh. Bottle. bottle of water. So today is April 6th. Our seminar with Mellow's Touch was supposed to be at our salon today. Our second seminar Anyway, it didn't happen. It will. It will. And it's going to be even better than before. And it's giving us a lot of time to make sure that we do it the right way. Make sure that it's as beneficial and informative as possible. That people can like leave that class, take their next client and like nail it, you know, or like with confidence, like take more brides or whatever. I know Melo's just, I think she's like the best in the industry. That's going to be fun. You want to wrap this up? No. I'm just having so much fun. I feel like I'm just getting comfortable. I was so nervous. All right. In that case, I have something for you. Check this out. What do you got? We're going to take a little music break. Is this the here's to the one? No. No. You're supposed to talk through it? You can talk through it. My mind is dark, but I strike a pose, smiling so that it never shows. Sometimes I'm panicking, it's so good. What is this? For reasons that I'll never know. I don't like crying, but sometimes it helps. Wash my face, then I laugh at myself. This is Hike Keys. He's one of the very talented Armenian guys in our community. This is good. So it ended rather abruptly because we were interrupted by our son Hike while listening to Hike Keys. We'll just call that one part one and we will continue with Arax later. 